Hello and welcome to episode 176 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mike Kamer, and joining me tonight is Nick and Andy. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. How are you all doing? Tired. Very tired. It just, this, this week, just everything about this week has been tiring. Um, mm-hmm. Work has been tiring. I've had loads of meetings. Um, oh. Sorry, I got distracted by Andy's video loading in then. <laughs> Sorry. Work's been tiring, there's been loads of meetings. Um, Twitter has been tiring, the, the entire world, the news cycle has been tiring. I am fed up of everything, apart from gaming. Gaming's good, the one thing that's left. It has been a very depressing week for the news. Um, so we'll not dawdle on that. Andy, how are you? I'm good, yeah, good. First, uh, been back at work since Monday. First day with yeah. the kids today. And yes, wish we'd go home. Back to lockdown. <laughs> Already. You didn't make it through one week of teaching and you hate kids. Well, one day really, because I don't hate them, but some kids were <laughs> annoying today. Yeah. I know you meant to have sympathy because okay. they haven't been since January and stuff, but and I do have sympathy for them. But some yeah. of them, yeah, it was very, very difficult. Warranty How are you, Mark? Sorry. Uh, warranty claims. You know, you know how warranty claims work, right? Yeah. Um, yep. You, something goes what, wrong. What usually happens gonna... when you've got a warranty claim? What do you usually do? Just out of curiosity. Depends what it is. So if it's an item, <laughs> I normally just you got ring... a you bought a product. It's still within the warranty period and it's defective. Well, you what take do you it back to do? the shop usually. Shop. Oh, no, no, it's it's outside. It's like it, um, outside of the uh, the fourteen days that you can take it back. Oh, to the okay, shop, though. So. Ah, you company just ring or send ring. it back to the company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get okay. on Twitter to them. Yeah. So, um, I have a pair of uh, Steel Series Arctis Pro Wireless headset. Very, very nice headset. Mm-hmm. Uh, very pleased with it. Um, but it's developed a fault. So, I got in contact with the vendor, uh, and after having to go back and forth email with them, they were like, actually, we can't do anything about it. Like, you need to get in contact with the manufacturer. Fine. So, the problem with the, head- the-, the headset is that sound stopped coming out of one of the ear cups. So, I get in contact with SteelSeries, and I say, one of the, s- the sound isn't coming out of one of the ear cups. And they said... Sure, can you send us a photograph of it not working? (laughs) Yeah, that's quite Um, easy. So I was like, I can't really send you a photograph of sound not coming out of one earphone. I can probably do a video. So I had to like take a thick book and put it between the two ear cups and take a video of sound coming out of one headphone and not out of the other one. Fine, send that off. Don't hear back from them for like two weeks. Chase, I, I keep responding to like forwarding emails saying like you need to get like respond to my email. You need to get back in contact. And then the last email I sent through to them was like, um, I want, I wanted, to, I, I was just really fed up and not getting a response. And I got really pissy. Uh, and it was late at night and I was tired. And I said, All right, if I don't get a response in the next twenty four hours, I'll be contacting Trading Standards. Oh. And then I got an email back from them saying, please don't send um i can't remember exactly what it was it was like please don't send further emails uh, uh unless we respond to you because it gets it confuses our ticket like whatever their tracking system i was like okay fine 
whatever. Um, and then they, and then I got an email um, a couple of days after that, finally saying um, the um, warranty, the warranty process was starting to go through. Mm. Uh, so then I had to take a bunch of pictures of the headset, the um, code, um, the like, the unique ID, whatever it is, on the inside of uh, one of the, the the bands and all the other bits and pieces. Send photos, I'll graph off to them. Fine. A couple of days later, we get to the next stage. And this is where it got really weird. So whenever I've had a product and it's been defective and I've needed to send it back to the manufacturer or I needed to, you know, get make a warranty claim, it's like, fine, send it to us and we will repair it. And if we can't repair it, we'll replace it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what usually happens. Okay. So this is the email I got. At this stage of the warranty process, you'll be provided with specific instructions to destroy your product. <laughs> as such before you proceed I, I um, frequently ask questions why am I being asked to destroy my product <laughs> we use proof of destruction for warranty claims to cut down on time spent having the, the unit shipped in and processed this ensures the fastest turnaround time for our customers once the destruction validation is completed <laughs> typically 24 business hours you will receive a code to order your replacement directly from our website to be fair, I have heard of this happen recently. I've never heard of that. I think now, I've heard of it from. Uh, I think it was a clothing company because of lockdown. They didn't ship stuff back, so they were like, "Okay, send me a video of you destroying this T-shirt." Okay, that's that's a T-shirt, right? Oh yeah. This is a retail price three hundred pound headset. Will it blend? <laughs> that will. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to find this out but <laughs> it's almost definitely repairable yeah but they're not even going to try they were like no i want we want we need proof that you have destroyed it so i've got a how how far do you have to destroy it i don't know can you just like very take carefully it, take it to a tip well qu like parts of it are metal <clears throat> quite a lot of it's metal fire and I don't know, I mean, there's bits of it I can smash with a hammer. Maybe I, I can saw some bits in half. But it's just really weird that I need to, I need to destroy this retail price £300 headset um, in order for them to send a replacement out rather than just being like, yo, send it to us and well, maybe we can fix it for you. That's what I was expecting. I was all ready to have to take it down the post office and pay to have chip it to wherever Steel Series is based. Um, to be fair, it's kind of win-win because you don't have to pay for postage yeah. and you kind and of I get, get to, to have something. fun destroying yeah. something. Um, well, I just, the whole thing just seems really uncomfortable. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in contact with them and I'm like, how about... You send me a replacement headset, and then I'll smash the old one. Nah, they won't the do that. One? Nah. Um, well, there's something in here. It's like, um, can I get a replacement before destroying my product? If you would like to get a replacement before destroying your product, please let us know now. We have the option to place a hold on your payment method. Once you receive the order, you will need to respond to your ticket within seven days for instructions on how to destroy or mail in the old device. But, uh, okay. So there, they give the option to mail in the old right, the, the old device. Yeah, but, but they're going to take, yeah. they're going to put a hold on your card for the amount of the product, aren't they? Until I smash it, I'm just. And then what it. if you don't smash it enough for them? 
That's a good point. Yeah. They'll just well, take you 360 down. nicely well-earned pounds. What about just it's been a, a little bit of a... It's, uh, I can't. Uh, the, the band is metal. Mm-hmm. It's quite thick. Sledgehammer. Blowtorch. Blowtorch to it. I'd, Fire. Funnily enough, I don't have a blowtorch. Have you got? Have you got a gas? A gas hob? Yeah, but I don't think it's hot enough to melt this. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I just, it's just send really, us a tweet. I, How would you destroy a nice pair of headphones? Yeah. For warranty purposes. For warranty purposes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Throw it over a window. Just. I mean. Yeah, I was going to say throw it like you know when you you see. Or you used to see anyway, of like people who have bought the new iPhone and then destroyed it in the queue or something, just mm. throw it on the floor. Mm. From a have you got a two-year-old niece or something? Stamp a little baby? on it. No, I don't. I might get in contact They'll with my dad because he knows a little bit about these things. Back in like the late nineties, um, he uh, needed to get a new laptop for work, um, but decided to climb a few steps up a step ladder in the garage and drop the laptop on the concrete floor of the garage and then make an insurance claim nice uh, and yes. it worked so um maybe i'll ask him um have some i mean i've heard how to, i've had it how to create i've had stuff where something. keep it so i've kept the replacement or i've mm-hmm. had stuff where i've had give it to a charity which i've done mm-hmm. so but never destroy it weird it's so fucking weird but yeah anyway so that's what i'm going to be doing this weekend i'm going to be smashing a 300 pound headset so i can get replacement headset a very uk company no i don't know where they're based to be honest that's probably Um, why shipping mm. is shit at the moment across isn't it at the moment between britain and the continent is it so why I can't think of any reason that shipping would be no a bit idea. fucked. <laughs> Steel series are Danish. Ooh. Ah, well, that's probably why. So it's not that far. I know, but I, I think we're all stuck in ports. Everything's stuck everywhere, and we're having oh, to. Oh yeah, that's a bit weird. Triple isn't it? sign and, and who knew loads of stuff. That this would happen. I think, well, this is it. No one is the only one doing something totally, totally weird against the whole rest of the world. Basically requiring but Switzerland. Yeah, but Switzerland is landlocked. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a video on YouTube this week. I I got massively into a YouTuber. Do you, have you, do you ever do this where like you accidentally discover a YouTube video, and then before you know it, it's the weekend has disappeared and you have binged literally every single video oh, they've yes. made. So I did this with uh, I think his name is Johnny Harris. He used to do Vox Borders. Right. Um, sort of a travel history map documentary type maker. He's really into maps and bo- really into borders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he made a video about how Switzerland stayed neutral so well. And essentially, they put bombs in all their bridges. That's one <laughs> of the... Okay. Yeah, literally. That they makes perfect sense. They built a bridge between... Switzerland and Germany in 2006 and they rigged it with explosives so if an invading German army came across start to come across or come up to it they could blow the bridge the it, 2006 amazing. stop yeah 2006 they've only just started decommissioning all the bombs they have in their public transport system <laughs> they, they came up with a, an agreement that they'll 
get rid of all of their bombs in public transport between by like 2025 or something you know um i started reading a little bit about this recently because i uh, i re-watched um the hbo miniseries chernobyl oh, um, oh yeah, it's very yeah. good very Brilliant. very good so good the rba rbkm reactors like yeah. the one that blew up there are still six of them in operation there are didn't they fix the problem though they say they <laughs> but it's still like a fundamental flaw in the design of the reactor um the 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 the, the, the funny thing is like all of the rbkm reactors that were in um not uh, in in um soviet countries that weren't russia mm. that have since been accepted into or uh, on friendly terms with the European Union have had to decommission and shut down those those reactors. Um, yeah. But the Russians I mean, are like, yeah, we're going to keep using them. From what I read in, I think I read a book shortly after the series about Chernobyl. It was a very good mm-hmm. book, actually. Was um, it the Voices from Chernobyl? I think it was. It had, um, I'll figure it out after this. Uh, but yeah, it was very, very good. But from what I understand, uh, the floor was corrected in software. Right. Um, but obviously, the EU, UN type people um, made the decision to shut them down. But mm. obviously, the Soviets didn't feel that necessary because that would be admitting their faults. Yeah. They weren't at fault for anything. My favorite part of that entire series, well, that entire, the Chernobyl story, to be fair, mm. if I can have a favorite part of a disaster, was when they got the robots in and they lied to Germany about how much radiation there was. So oh the robots just didn't yeah. work. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. and that, that was true. That was absolutely true. That absolutely yep. happened. Yeah. They, they brought these robots in and they said, yep, these robots are going to work. They, we've checked with the manufacturer. It's fine. And then they got them on the roof, and they just died within minutes. And it's like, yeah, they they told they them lied. they gave them the propaganda number that there was like two hundred ronken per hour. Yeah, and, and the Germans were like, like, yeah, that, 15, that'd be fine. Yeah, it's like this will work under those those conditions, but it was fifteen thousand ronken per hour, mm. and the robot just <laughs> shut down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, speaking of um, YouTube rabbit holes, I think we will start talking about games eventually. I promise. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Have you ever heard of a guy called Feature Man? No. No? Oh, my God. So, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Tim Heidecker, one half of Tim and Eric, awesome show, and so on. Um, He's got a podcast called Office Hours Tim Heidecker. It's like him and um, Doug Lucenhop, who was the editor on the old Tim and Eric shows, and he's like the editor for uh, the Eric Andre show and whatnot. And uh, Vic Berger, who does very, very funny videos um, as well. And they do a podcast together. It's just basically like a radio call in show, and it's, it's nuts, but it's really fun. And they started talking about this YouTube channel called Feature Man. Um, and I went and watched the video that they're talking about, and it's this old guy, um, and he. Like the the video, the first video was like it's, it's entitled like um, official tutorial on how to eat cornflakes, and it was like how to eat cornflakes. But feature man, um, this guy I can't remember his real name. He doesn't eat cornflakes like normal people. He pours his cornflakes into a bowl, uh, and then he put in some fruit. Fair enough, right? Sounds straightforward so far. And then he added um, several heaping um, 
spoonfuls of like powdered sugar. Okay. Then so chocolate it's made frosters. Milk. Yeah. Then <laughs> chocolate milk. Then marshmallows and then whipped cream. <laughs> and that's how he eats his cornflakes. Uh, and then I just went down. It's just this old guy. He makes their incredibly low budget, badly edited videos of him making food. And most of it looks awful and really, really unhealthy. But there's just something so like earnest and sweet about this old man that I can't stop watching his videos. He's got a really dedicated like fan base. Mm. Um, and he's he's putting out he's he's well into his eighties and he's putting out videos like every few days. Oh. Um and I don't know, check it out. Like, I'll, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll link a, uh, I'll, pop, I'll pop a link in the show notes, and I'll send you guys a link to one of his videos. And there's a good chance that you'll probably end up watching quite a lot of them. Yeah, I fell down definitely. a proper rabbit hole. <laughs> it's just this, every single video is like, "Hello, food fans," and then goes into some weird recipe and he pronounces certain words really oddly and i don't know something about it i really like there is there's another sorry there is another really i say similar youtube channel of some an middle-aged to sort of getting on a bit woman from sheffield proper yorkshire lass quite (laughs) quite large proper dida prop yeah proper dida and it's just her i think she's called Kay's cooking right and she just cooks the most unhealthy food in the unhealthiest way possible, and it looks disgusting. It looks yeah. proper horrible. Like mm. she's like, "Today I'm cooking my <laughs> chips," and she's like, first get a block of lard and <laughs> melt it, and then she chucks." It looks disgusting, and it'll uh, it'll literally give you like clog your heart watching it. But oh. it's just proper like deedar cooking, I guess. But yeah, I mean, yeah, not good. It is Sheffield. Whoa! You're not from Sheffield, are you? (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm from. You live in Barnsley. Yeah. But never the twain shall meet, surely, right? I so I went to uni with a guy from Sheffield, and I went to went to school with a uh, with with a guy from Barnsley, and those two were like whenever they we hung out together, those two were like at each other's throats. So I'm from like. An in-between part of Sheffield, which is halfway Sheffield and between Sheffield and Barnsley. So it's kind of a bit mixed for me. He's a Um, half-breed. Yeah, I'm a (laughs) half-bred. So yeah, I never saw... I went to Barnsley College. Um, So yeah, I'm still a Wednesday fan. Not a dingle. Not a a Barnsley fan. Not a dingle bastard, no. (laughs) Dingle. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to text my mate that I've never heard that before Claire is, but you know it's all good. <laughs> Hey, nobody's perfect <laughs> um, Right, we're 20 minutes into this episode uh, and we haven't talked about video games uh, Andy, what have you been playing Ooh. over the last few weeks? Oh, well quite a bit actually, lockdown has been good to me this year um, managed to get a few <laughs> games played um, Yeah, I was thinking about this uh, it was today um, on a free period I was just like, mm, let's get something else. So, a few games. Okay. First game we'll talk about is Streets of Rage 4. Um, played it on Game Pass on the Xbox One. Of course, Streets of Rage. No introductions really needed to the whole series, do I? You know, side scroll and beat him up. You know, 
Big on the Mega yeah, Drive. Yeah, we know Streets of Rages. Massive. Um, were you uh, playing one of the old ones or playing the new one? Streets of Rage 4. The new so, one. Yeah, the new one, yeah. 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 Um, this is just a gorgeous looking game in terms of it is. the art style. Mm. You know, looky, it's very comic book-esque, very pop-out graphics. Yeah. Um, really nice. I'm glad that, um, and different from the original, I'm glad we didn't go pixelated because I know, all right, you want to be retro and stuff, but this was a really good art style. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great feel to it it's, as well. I don't know. It, it looks hand drawn. Yeah, I don't know whether whether it was or not, but it looks hand drawn. Um, I think yes, yeah, I think it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning looking game. Um, lovely art style, like I said. It had a great feel to it as well. You know, you pick it up and um, straight away you can pull off all these moves. You pull off the special moves. Really, no problems doing it, anything. Like real classic games, it just they seem to just get it right. You know, modern, f- modern side scrolling beat 'em up. Um, right length as well. Completed me and my brother completed it in one night, so there was no issues. You know, pretty easy and just played through. Um, oh. A lot of the enemies um, were you could you recognised them from the original Mega Drive. You never brought those back. The story, like any side scrolling beat up, wasn't great, but we brought out, you know, like these people were sons and daughters of the original characters, and we brought in dad was dad in. Just a lot of fun, just nice, nice easy mm. game. Ha- I mean, highly recommended to Laps Gamer. Um, controls really smooth, smooth feeling graphics, just enjoyable. And like I said, you can play it through a night. I think it plays up to four, doesn't it? Is it three or four co op? Uh, I didn't imagine. Sure. Oh. Mm. But yeah, really, really good. And um, I think today, was it, yeah, it was yesterday, we've just announced that developers just announced uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles side scrolling. Oh, nice. That, looks that fits in. Very... That'd fit in really well with the style from what I've seen of it. Yeah, so that, f- that looks really good as well. I haven't seen the video, I've seen a screenshot of it, but that looks really nice. Mm. So. That's the first one. Uh, second one, so it's a bit of a roller coaster ride actually with gaming this year. So we'll go for high of Streets of Rage to a bit of a dip of a slow turn of Shadow of a Tomb Raider. And that's all the time we've got tonight. <laughs> that's it. Don't, boom. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> no, I want to hear about Tomb Raider. <laughs> you want to hear it really? You sure you do? All right. So, um, yeah, I start calling this. You know, like all good heroes, the the origin story, Tomb Raider, year one, three part. This is the third mm-hmm. part. <sighs> this game, such this a... This is the Dark Knight Rises of the Batman trilogy. This is... Yeah, it's not even Dark Knight Rises level, I'd say. At least the Dark Knight Rises had something <laughs> about it. But um, mm. I just don't know. It doesn't feel like a year one story, because the story's so poor. It's very bland, and hmm. she learns nothing. The start of it, she's a very egotistical. Was this very... was this still written by um, Ryan and Patrick? I was Pratchett. Just wondering that myself. I think she left. I'm pretty sure I remember her leaving after the first one. Yeah, yeah that might be why then. 
Because yeah. the first one was really, really good. Mm. I, yeah. I had a couple of little problems. Mm. That, that, that was one of the first games where I heard people starting to, to talk about um, ludonarrative dissonance because yeah. there's that moment <laughs> fairly early on in the game <laughs> where she's forced to kill someone and it really shakes her up. And then within minutes, you're mass murdering with wanton abandon. Uh, it, there were a couple of moments like that where it just felt a little bit off. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I thought the writing was fantastic. It was, and then I think it Rise of a Tomb Raider that it wasn't as good, and Shadow of a Tomb Raider gets even worse. Not you can't even say it's like poor writing that comes full circle to be good. It's just bland. It, I always align Origin Star is where the hero or your main character discovers something or accepts something about themselves and or settles something about themselves in the past and stuff. This one, mm-hmm. I don't think she settles or accepts anything. It's just, the enemies are very bland. Um, Trinity, I think it was, if I remember. It, mm-hmm. it just lacks that progression in character. Now, I know they're doing a new one for the 25th anniversary, but and I feel that we need to change a lot of things because I think it's back to Crystal yeah. Dynamics because this one was done by Edos Montreal, I think it was. And it's not a yeah. bad game. It's not a bad game. You know, gameplay is okay. You've got, you're following it. Oh, no. Um, yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider was Crystal Dynamics. Mm. Um, First one was Crystal Shadow Dynamics. Shadow of the Tomb Raider was Edos Montreal. But Edos Montreal are not a Give bad, them a Deus Ex no. back. Exactly. You cowards. They've made Deus Ex, and they, those games are fantastic. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. This is a thing. It's just bland. Oh, and um, sorry, they did the original 2013 Tomb Raider as well. That was... Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they did additional development. Sorry, yeah. additional development. That's Crystal Dynamics. Who had it, cause Crystal Dynamics got put yeah. onto Avengers. And, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll come to that. Anyway, so it just doesn't feel like a progression in character, like a year one story would be if taken essentially three games and really gone nowhere with it i mean it gameplay is okay it hasn't really advanced beyond the other two um i suppose you have to be more stealthy here which i think is okay but by now for a game in a series you'd maybe expect her to be a bit more confident a bit more stronger in her abilities and you're able to do a bit more action like it was in the PS1 era, you know, she's jumping about and I'd hope to see that in the new one. Um, I just, the graphics are gorgeous. It's a gorgeous looking game. Mm. I think it's set in Peru. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's a stunning looking game, but it just feels bland. Strong opening as well with like yeah. a, it feels like a if I remember correctly it's like a Dias de, la, de las Muertas sort of celebration thing that's going on. Yeah. If I remember correctly. It's been a, been a while. Yeah. It just I don't know the storyline never goes anywhere. You stay in one area. Mm. I think maybe two women needs to spread out a bit. I think you need to take her out of one area and start maybe doing a bit of a jet setting. A bit of a Mm. It was always best when they did that, wasn't it? Like back in the days of going to Venice and then... Yeah, where each level was somewhere new. Yeah. 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 
I mean, oh, I forgot about the Venice level. Oh, so good. <laughs> the speedboat. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, and then you come across like a level from The Hobbit, you know, from Peter Jackson's films where it's all underground <laughs> and you're running around and all these platforms are getting destroyed. You come across also orcs type creatures, but they're not. They're like this hidden tribe. But Does it kind fighting. kind of feel like um, it's maybe trying too hard to be Uncharted <laughs> with the big set pieces and stuff like that? Like that, like because those kind of things would never have happened in sort of the old Tomb Raiders. The old Tomb Raiders were very much about exploration and Mm. raiding tombs, I Mm. suppose, weren't they? They were just about discovering the environment and and going around finding things, and occasionally shooting and shooting dinosaurs and tigers and wolves and foxes (laughs) and stuff like. I actually very. I'm trying to lock your butler in the freezer. That as well, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas now it seems like they've kind of gone played Uncharted and gone that. There's not been massive set pieces, I would say, in this game. I wouldn't say. Okay. I mean, there were plenty of those in the first one, in the 2013 yeah. original reboot, wasn't there? There was like yeah. lots of bits of Lara sliding down a river and if you get it wrong then she would be horrifically impaled on some spikes. Yeah, that was really hard to play. Real, that was... Yeah, they played mm, some nasty ways to kill her in that game. That's still there. Yeah. They need to get rid of that. Really, they do need to... Mm. You know, I mean, I don't think... For a, They never do that in Uncharted, do they? No. For a strong female character, it's, it's an 18, if I remember correctly. You think maybe you just mm. want to get rid of that death, those death scenes and make it a 12 or something so it appeals to the younger generation because it's certainly... Uh, age age ratings don't mean anything in games. No, they do don't. They don't, but I don't know. I can tell I'll, if I'm going to show this to my daughters when they're older, I'm certainly not going to encourage them to play these free games because just the way she gets killed in every single part yeah, you know, the deaths, her deaths are not good. No, and it's um, bloody and cracking. But, but really, why and... does? I mean, I suppose the question is, why does a game about a woman who, like an archaeologist, at the end of the day, need to have so much death and killing in it? Why can't it just be a bit more? Yeah. Because video games. Yeah, yes. that's the problem, isn't it? Like, yeah. There can be th- thrill in just, you know, actually uncovering this long-lost tribe of Tibetan monks or something. Um, it doesn't have to be... There's always guns and baddies and stuff, and yeah. you can have, uh, you can still have an, an antagonist without any kind of killing, you know? Yeah. I, 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 just, <clears throat> I mean, I don't you, know. It's, you kind it's of would have thought that after... You would have kind of thought that after 40 years of video games, we could have evolved past the point where every other, not even every other, like 80, 90% of the games that we play have to involve killing and maiming of some description. And I know that I'm not exactly, you know, I not every game I play doesn't have killing in. I'm not saying that, but no. things like Tomb Raider, I, I like, like you say, a strong female character. Why does it have to be that you can't, you wouldn't want your daughters to play it because of how she dies and kills people and how horrific that is. I could honestly, and the same goes for the Uncharted games, 
quite happily do away with the vast majority of the shooting sections in those games. Yeah, one hundred percent. They are the worst part of the game. The best, the are. best part Especially of the game are the the navigation of the levels. Really, yes, yeah, They're, and the puzzles. puzzle solving. Yeah, yeah, which is why um, the like Lara Croft Go, Hitman Go. Well, I say Hitman Go, Lara Croft Go. Like the puzzle solving in that, they built a puzzle game out of it. Just incorporate a bit more of the fancy stuff you've i think you've got a pretty nice game there yeah what we'll say about compared to that there's a few puzzles in this but the accessibility options are quite good you can see you can make the um puzzles harder or easier you Mm. you can make the enemies harder it's not just like oh put on easy and then have a way you can actually change different things so they make it harder or easier different elements of the game that's good you know that's a good thing i just completed it and I was like all right that's it done um get rid of it and it's not really sticking in the memory it's not as a, a gaming highlight of the year so far it's just like oh done it so I got to a point when you get to a point in the game where you think eh, I've gone so far in the game I'm only a couple of hours three four hours left from the end I might as well just power through which I mm. ended up doing you know so <sighs> I can't really recommend it. If I'm going to recommend any of that series, it's going to be the first one. first one's worth it. Um, from 2013 now, 28 years. But um, second one possibly, but this one, no. Unfortunately, it's not a bad game. But, it's you know, we talked about um, sevens and sixes and sevens. This is like a bad seven. You know, mm. you'd be like, competently, graphics lovely, but just doesn't have that spark in it really um the next game <clears throat> so one morning um got the kids off nursery came back got a cup of tea and i sat down i was like oh playstation freezer let's switch it on let's see what i've got there um switched it on and i had looked at it all of the ps plus games i had on this old 60 gig uh, playstation 3 and one of them took the fancy R-Type Dimensions. Now, have you heard of it? Heard of R-Type? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Completed it, mate. Yeah. Side-scrolling, yeah. like, shmup. Yeah. Yeah. It's the granddaddy, isn't it? It's one of the ones... It's basically like the granddaddy of sh- shoot-em-ups, of um, yeah. side-scrolling. One yeah. of the first, if not the first, I would have thought... I don't think it's the first, but it's just one of because I think probably goes back to Gradius, doesn't it, and all those type of games. But it's just like shoot 'em ups, how it's done perfectly, you know, um, and all the enemies and stuff. So I was like, oh, what's this like? You know, um, I remember it from the Spectrum um, being available. I remember being in the arcades from about eighty eight, eighty nine. So. Loaded it up um, on R-Type Dimensions, um, and it's on the Switch <coughs> now. Um, has two games, R-Type first one and R-Type two. Um, loaded it up. I thought, all oh, right, um, I'll stick as an option for Infinite Lives. I'll have that. Um, stick at Infinite Lives, and I just played through both games in about fifty minutes, but <laughs> had lots and lots of fun. Now. 
having not infinite lives, I don't think I'd have had as much fun because it's a tough, tough game. I mean, I lost, I think I lost one, life, one level about 48 lives. I remember, because it tells you how many lives you lost and part of the challenge could be that can you beat this game or that level, you know, um, losing less lives. So I think I ended up be losing about 148 lives or something on the first one and about 112 mm. on the second. You know, I can ne- I, I can I can never complete it with three lives. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Um, but it's an excellent shooter. Absolutely brilliant shooter. Very intuitive. Um, the bosses feel epic. Like I said, tough game to complete though. And one of the things about R-Type Dimensions is um, you can flick between the original sprite-based pixel yeah, and um, a modern 3D look we've given it. And you can flick that as you play the game. So it flicks in between the two. Um, quality of life, gaming life, for me as a lapsed gamer, is just like, yeah, infinite lives, love it. I would never ever complete this game without infinite lives. Um, I just get frustrated and just like move on, but you know, fifty minutes on a Monday morning, completed it. It was like really, that was quite nice. Both games. Um, I understand the Switch has even got an option to slow down the side scrolling element of it, so nice. you can actually you can help you with um, certain parts. It's tough. It's a tough game. Mm. Um, just, a, but it's just a great game. You know, just a really, really fun 50 minutes completing 14 stages. That's put through both games. And if you just want to shoot them up element, you know, um, because they're not there all the time. And if you just fancy just playing through, sticking for the lives on, if you've got a switch, slow the scrolling down. However you want to play it, you play it. I mean, you know, if you want to play it on with three lives or whatever, then be my guest. But you'll just love it it's the 3d version of it looks really nice getting it back to the um, original arcade version it's you know looks really nice speed everything controls perfect highly recommended and we mentioned resogun um thing but our type lapse gamer the um quality of life quality of time issues um or options provided on our type is just makes it Really ideal game for laps gamers. Mm. Um, so the next game, yeah, yeah, it's little things like that. We're just like coming through into gaming now, that just makes it ideal. If you just want to play through the story and enjoy a bit of fun instead of just being killed all the time, yeah, makes it ideal. And like I said, you can go back and challenge yourself if you want to say, Look, I lost X number of lives here, let's see if I can get through it quicker or better. and a lot of challenges you can do yourself, a little leaderboards and stuff yeah. available on it. And it's like I said, it's available on the Switch, which I think, like I said, provides more options. So, mm. great. Um, one game I went back to, and I've and I'm started a project. I'm going to do a project for the website and for the podcast and stuff. Um, as you know, it's 20 years of Lord of the Rings, and um, I'm going to play through every Lord of the Rings game or Middle Earth game. Over the next three years. So I went back, um, started playing The Hobbit, as I mentioned before in the previous podcast, with my daughter. I was playing it on the PS3, so um, the original 60 gig. 
I got to a point in Mirkwood where I just couldn't get past the bloody spiders. Really, really hard. <laughs> really, really difficult. So I slowly remembered I had a PS2 upstairs and I know some people are going to judge me, but I don't give a crap. Um, I had a Code Junkies disc. I've got a Code Junkies disc. <gasps> so I know. Shock horror. I just got to a point where my daughter wasn't really enjoying it. I was... Cause she, you know, she wants to see progression. She doesn't want to see me killed by a spider every single time. Yeah. Uh, so I just went, that all right. Sense. So I just went, all right, I'm just going to restart it. So I played it through, restarted it, got back to the point where I was um, with Code Junkies disc. And it just provided more health, infinite um, health portions. So it just made it quite easy, you know, easier to get through. And she can enjoy it more now. Mm. So... Um. Yeah, enjoying it. We got to a point with the giant spiders and about to fight three big bosses um, of giant spiders. It's a fun little game. Um, I know Mark as a as a Tolkien aficionado has probably um, stick to his teeth and he's walked out. The <laughs> 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 fact that you know, but um, yeah, I'm just enjoying it. You know, it's more to do with my daughter at the moment, and I will start this and then go f- play the Spectrum original um, and then play replay a few levels of Lego Lord of Lego Hobbit and then move on to yeah. the various Lord of Rings games through other systems. Mm-hmm. But yeah, enjoying it more, you know, and that's what I want. That's what I enjoy my games at the moment. That's what I've decided this year. I don't yeah. care if I cheat, etc, etc. I just want to enjoy the stories and enjoy the playthroughs. Um, I played the Lord, the official game for the Fellowship of the Ring yep. on PS2, two. Two, mm. I think. Yeah. Yep. And the one for the Two Towers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Return of the King. Do you play Return of the King? I don't think I played another Lord of the Rings game until uh, Shadow of Mordor. Mm. Return yeah. of the King's good. Quite a big gap. Yeah. And there's a tactics game of a PS2 original Xbox called The Third Age. There's, a there's been a few um, strategy games as well, like War for the North. Yeah, that was uh, on stuff PS3. Like that, that I've, I've never dipped into. That's a co-op, um, two-player um, beat-em-up type of thing. It's good. Um, okay. Then there's been Battle for Middle Earth. Um, one and two, yeah. War of a Ring strategy game, um, Lord of the Ring Tactics on the PSP. So, the intention is to go through a lot of these and even going back to the specy ones like War in Middle Earth, um, mm. the Lord of the Rings. There's a Lord of the Rings game on the SNES, funny enough. Um, various ones. So, I'll just start playing for the Hobbit, but yeah, enjoying it. Um, I can't say I recommend it, but um, I'm enjoying it with my daughter and she's enjoying it. Um, the other game, as quickly mentioned, Spyro. Um, continue with that. Love it. Absolutely brilliant remake and remaster. With the remastered versions. Oh, it's stunning. Yeah. Absolutely stunning to look at. And it's so easy. You know, the daughter's three years old and she's playing through it with me and she's controlling Spyro. Easy? It's easy. Did you say it's easy? I'm not saying it's easy. Some of the flying bits are challenging, but in terms of 
It's... Some of it's really hard. Oh, I've gone to the third world already with a and um, of a first game. Um, yeah, what, I think just the controls, the way the camera follows Spyro, these of control, they've really made it really. We recognise the audience, and yeah. you know. Yeah. And then, if you, I know if you're going for the egg and you're chasing after the thief, that's challenging. And certain um, platform bits where you yes. have to glide to certain bits, as challenging. And I do, I do those. Yeah. The, quite a few what's times. the name of the? What's the name of the cheetah character? I don't know if cheetah. he was in the first one. I think they started introducing those in like I think some of the more characters in like the second and third ones. It was like yeah. money bags. Yeah, to yeah, get gems like for, and there was like a cheetah character who would make you do like um, agility tests, right, uh, and things like that. No, this is just basically you are freeing dragons at the moment. Mm. So she loves yeah. freeing yeah, the dragons, yeah. and the dragons speak to her and stuff. It's very animated, like it's very bright, and she loves it. And it's very open space at the moment, you know, so she can run around yeah. and hit the enemies, either bash them with her head or flame them. So she loves, she's loving yeah. that, just collecting gems. Um, that is, when I, at the end of it, I'll probably come to a recommend for that. Um, I've been just going through the collection. My aim is for the next few years, just to go through the collection, play what I'm playing, and either bunk it off or just continue. One I started mm. is Shadow Tactics on the PS4. That is um, isometric um, game in the commandos vein where you are um, set in feudal Japan. Um, you start off as um, a ninja um, trying to infiltrate um, a house under attack and then you get new characters and so on and so on. Very difficult. Mm. And I've just like, the theme's not hitting me as much. I'm not a big feudal Japan type of guy. So I've just said, like, nah, I've got loads of other games I want to play. I can recognise the quality in it. It's lovely to look at. Um, I can recognise all the things that you can do in distracting guards and so on, but I've just decided, nah, not for me. Move on. Um, and continuing playing Lone Wolf and continuing playing Titan Quest. And that's about it. Mm. Okay, mm. fair enough. That's quite a selection of games. Yeah. More than I've been playing, that's for sure. Um, Nick, what have you been playing? Well, it's funny you should say that. I have played a grand total of two games in the past week. Oh, boy. One of the One games. Of those is F1. Oh, shit, I've played three games in the past week. Hey! <laughs> One of those is F1. One is okay. a set of Corsa Competizione. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is Among Us. Um, oh yeah! So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. talk about that. Coming on to Among Us, I suppose um, we had a bit of a, an LGR organised Among Us session on Friday night. Adam has been talking about doing an Among Us uh, game between us for the best part of lockdown. Ages, so yeah. long since since the kids picked up on it, he's been wanting to get us in it and. For one reason or another, we've we've just never got around to it. I don't actually know why. I don't think there's any one particular reason. It's just it's never happened. We were going to do it at Christmas, yeah. and then 
I think everyone just kind of was happier for a bit of a break at Christmas and, you know, everything. And and I got the Rona. Yeah, that didn't help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we finally sat down on Friday. We got a load of our... Uh, a load of some some listeners and some Twitter friends and stuff. We got nine people online in total, so you can have ten free games. Yeah. So yeah, it was nine people. Um, and you know what? That game is an absolute blast. I had so much fun playing uh, Among Us. We streamed it as well. I think the VOD will still be there on our Twitch channel. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, uh, the two and a half hours were just a, an absolute blast. Um, so Among Us, I don't even think I need to really tell people what Among Us is, but essentially you are on a spacecraft, there are a number of you, and there are a number of in- imposters who are trying to sabotage the mission. So the people who are the crewmates, who are the good guys, um, are going around, they have a number of tasks that each one needs to complete, uh, and they're just little mini-game puzzles, really. You have to like flick a switch on some of them and draw the right colour wires between uh, every now and then you'll two people have to do something at the same time as well so there's a bit of interaction um, and the imposters essentially are going around trying to kill people and get away with it um, at any time people can call an emergency meeting to discuss who they think is an imposter if for example Mark has just completely cold-bloodedly murdered me <laughs> <laughs> and Andy really happened to be in the same times. room uh, Andy can go and call an emergency meeting and say right guys Mark's an imposter and he's got to try and convince people to vote to eject Mark into the uh, vacuum of space and kill him so yeah it's uh, like yeah absolutely 100% a jam uh, so good with with a, a like minded group of people Um probably my gaming highlight of 2021 so far it's it's the most i've laughed playing a game this year yeah to be honest like um last year it was playing wreckfest with column and the uh, the last save loaded community Mm. but yeah for sure this is the the most fun i've had playing a game this year like it was I, it's brilliant i can't wait to play some more hopefully this week if we can get together a group of people yeah definitely it's Dead good. Who knew that the kids were right? Dead good. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, I get it. <laughs> that was not intentional. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's a thoroughly it's a it's a, I, I haven't I'm meaning to been meaning to jump back in this week to play with randoms just to see what it's like with random. I wouldn't have thought it'd be as good. Friends. It won't be as good, no. You, but it's yeah. Uh, it's still, you know, interesting. Um, there's already I've already seen one game on um, Xbox Game Pass on PC. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it looks like a very similar um, sort of game. You're like a bunch of people stranded on a frozen mountaintop, trying to, you know, gather materials and things to survive. But one person is a murderer, mm. uh, and you have to work out who it is. Um, I'm sure that Among Us is not a wholly original idea nope um but it's a based you know what the games industry is like the like crazy meteor i say meteoric success that game came out a few years ago Mm. and nobody paid any attention and then suddenly people started streaming it last year and it blew up i think my favorite part Um, about among us is that the developers were working on a sequel 
and they've actually yeah. stopped work on the sequel to add features back to the original because they realized there was more <laughs> value in updating the original yeah. like that is yeah absolutely they went yeah. back and sort of rewrote bits of the original's code just to mm. make it easier to add bits on because the original is so successful now and it wasn't they were they were sort of ready to cut their losses on the first one to make a second yeah it's so easy to play it's it's on game pass on pc i presume on xbox as well um or if it is on xbox i don't know uh, it's on switch and it costs a few pounds mm. Android's free. Um, it's on phones Android's free, iOS is free. Uh, if you don't have Game Pass on PC, then it's uh, a few pounds. Three pound ninety nine or something. Yeah, I think I bought it for. Yeah, not a lot. Um, and it's very, very good. Um, and if you've got a group of friends to play with, then absolutely check it out. Yeah, very quick Brilliant. as well. You can do it in minutes. Mm. Like... Yeah, yeah. Each round did not take very long at all. Um, and there was some, yeah, some absolutely hilarious moments. The one where me and um, friend of the show mike um were the um <laughs> intruders <laughs> and someone pulled the alarm and called a meeting and, and i can't remember who it, it was, was me you started accusing you started accusing mike i did because and i foolishly I... <laughs> I foolishly tried to defend him and then of course adam was like oh mark's definitely the other one then <laughs> but that's the and one then, where I so I literally walked past Mike who was heading away yeah. from an area yeah I got to the area and there was a dead body there and no one else there so I called a meeting mm-hmm. well I, no I didn't I said I discovered the body which calls a meeting and I said yeah I just saw Mike walking away from a dead body and then you tried to defend him. So we ejected him out into space. Mm-hmm. Everyone believed me. All good. And then I started following you because I knew you were the intruder. Imposter. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, right, that's it. Mark's the other intruder then. So you started following me. Because you can't call an emergency meeting for like 30 seconds after the after a meeting. So you have to, there's like a cool down mm-hmm. on it. So I thought, oh, I'll just tail him so he can't kill anyone else. And then he fucking killed me. <laughs> What, what did you expect? What else was I supposed to do? I don't know. You were you, you were on my point. I had to kill all the wit. I had to kill all the witnesses. My only option was to kill everyone who suspected me before someone else could call a meeting. Yeah, uh, and I managed to get you. And then I was trying to hunt down Adam, mm. but then someone called a meeting, and yeah, I got ejected into space. I did really enjoy though watching the video back and just seeing my reaction to whenever I get killed. Yeah, because every single time it makes me grin. jump. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it is quite. It, it is. Yeah, it, I jumped a fair few times when I got killed as well. Yeah, it's dead good. That's um, so good. There were so many odd moments of like four people chasing each other around a table because nobody yeah. trusted anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we. we uh, I'm surprised we didn't end up doing like completely turning on each other, like in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I really, really enjoy it. it. I can't. It was good. Then you're just being like, so and so's done this. All oh, right, yeah, kick him out. Oh, it was like, oh, we don't really trust you. We'll just kick you out. Whoever is accused. It was, didn't it? Sometimes it. it sometimes <laughs> an, a me- meeting would be called, and it's like, right, why are we doing this? And <laughs> I think I did it a few times, and I was like, Howard was just stood there watching me. <laughs> And Howard was like, I had my map open. I didn't know where I was going. And I was like, 
Yeah. Mm, were you? And then we'd all kick him out and it'd just go, Howard was not the intru- imposter. And I was like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Poor uh, Howard. Oh, the other thing I should him, mention him as well and, is... Him and Doug both got ejected into space a fair few times <laughs> for being for doing absolutely nothing. They were completely innocent yeah. when we ejected them into space. Beca- they didn't speak up enough. They should have defended themselves no. better. But one thing I should mention as well is when you die, you're not just out of the game. You can like wander around as ghosts and see everything. Um, yeah. And sabotage. Yeah. You're not allowed to yeah. talk. No, um, but, but you can, yeah. you can walk around and and float around, I suppose, and see everything. So you, there is still a game, and you can still contribute to the tasks. Yeah, which is quite nice. So you can still do the tasks when you're dead. Um, if you are not an imposter, if you're an imposter, mm. you can sabotage it and close doors and stuff. I found out. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I I never quite figured got my head around the closing door thing, but um, it was good. Very yeah, very good. good. Very good. Very good. Um, I recommend. I guess we should talk a little bit about motorsport. Oh, yeah, we should. Well, the the season's over, isn't it? Yeah, the Formula One season has uh, ended. uh, The digital Formula One season. The real Formula Formula One season is about to start. The testing starts Um, tomorrow. Testing starts tomorrow. I'm really, really excited about it. And so, as with every Formula One season of the last few years, yet again, I ask, what the fuck is Mission Winnow? Yeah, uh, they're a cigarette company, I believe. They are a... They're a subsidiary Mm. of Philip Morris International, but cigarette advertising is not allowed in Formula One, so... No, it's not, but it's a loophole. But it's not from what I was reading. Advertising, but they're not advertising cigarettes. They're advertising their weird nebulous think tank thing. The, the, technically, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Did you notice um, the the Bahrain? Um, they've not got the green bit on the Ferrari. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who doesn't know anything about this F one. This is going to sound very strange. Sorry, the mission winner logo isn't featured on the Ferrari livery for Bahrain testing. Huh. Because Weird. of the the stricter laws on cigarette advertising in Bahrain, shows how toothless the FIA and Formula One are. The FIA don't give they a shit. They can't enforce their own rules. Like no, it's they like FIFA. Care. They're they're as corrupt as anything. Money, yeah. money talks, um, isn't it? But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we finished our final uh, race. We did our final race um, round the worst track in. Oh, I guess I don't know which is worse Abu Dhabi or Sochi uh, they're both much of a much they're both pretty bad um, alright one of the worst yeah. Formula 1 tracks which always ends the season um, uh, Matt had been slipping uh, he got a big head start because obviously he'd been racing since the very beginning and we joined in later on <coughs> um, he'd had a few bad races and we, uh, me and Nick had both managed to catch him Fairly closely, but then he had a so very good mm. results in the last. He few had races a very strong he, end to the season. He did, and so he'd won by the time we got to this race. Anyway, um, <gasps> oh, I forgot about that. And then we went into the race, and I was ten points ahead of Nick, so that comfortably in second, ten points ahead. And I thought, this is fine. <laughs> I can do this as long as I finish in third. Yep. I'm all right. Because you needed uh, you needed eleven, 11 points, points ahead of me, right? Yeah, to win. So, um, practice starts. Nick is fast. He's very fast. Um, 
Matt's quite fast as well. Yeah. Jazzy's pretty fast too. I was slow <laughs> as shit. Um, I was two and a bit seconds off Nick's pace by the end of practice. Yeah, I think I was just... Get into qualifying, yeah. and I thought I'd put in a pretty good lap. Nope, fourth again. Um, uh, I was second. Like I was second, two yeah. tenths out of chat from Chazzy or something. I was at two hundredths. It was very close. Yeah. Very close. But as it started the race, if the positions held for the race, I would finish in second in the championship. Yes. Which is what I wanted. Um, Jazzy had a little bit of a, a spinella um, and fell back uh, after after you two had been fighting for position for a while. You know, for, well, for a I, for I overtook him and then he had yeah. a spinella on the hairpin after I'd overtaken him. So I think he must right, have right. fought. He must have got out of sorts trying to f- take the position back, basically. Yeah, uh, and then I was tailing Matt all right for a while. I was sat in his DRS window for for a little while, and then he just turned it up to eleven and disappeared off into the horizon. And then I was just left out on the track on my own, miles ahead of the AI, but a good like two seconds behind Matt. Um. Nick's in first. I'm in fourth. At this point, Nick has won. Um, and then Chazzy had another little spin uh, and fell back into fourth position. Um, no, he had a little spin. Sorry, he, he, he fell back into third. And I was sat in his DRS window for ages, but couldn't get past him. Um, and then he disappeared off into the into the distance pitted came out on the mediums and he was even faster on the mediums than he was on the softs mm. and i thought i've got absolutely no hope of this at all and then he had a big spin and ended up something like eight or nine seconds behind me towards the end <laughs> but i was in third and if we held this position that's it uh i've i've finished in second um and that's where we finished i finished in third nick finished in first but the son of a bitch got fastest lap as well, which gives you an extra point, and he got 11 points and overtook him to finish. <laughs> the best thing about it, though, is literally, I think I set the fastest lap on the second and third laps when I was on the softs and just overtaking yeah. Chazzy. And then I didn't do anything, essentially. I pulled away from Chazzy, but he had the spins and stuff, so yeah, that fair enough. And then I yeah. pitted onto the mediums, and I set the fastest lap like five laps in a row. Every time I set the mm-hmm. fastest lap, it just came up fastest lap, fastest lap, fastest lap for five laps in a row. It was an absolutely ridiculous race for just in the way that I kind of held that position. I didn't expect that at all. Um, mm. I think in the end, I finished about 18 seconds ahead of Matt in second. Yeah. Which is it was ridiculous. It was a slaughter. Like... I'm not gonna uh, like I, I could not get to grips with that circuit at all. I've I've never been able to get to grips. With it. I just cannot find a flow. I cannot hook it up. Uh, I can get occasionally. I can get like a purple sector, mm. but I cannot hook up a whole lap fast. I've never been able to. Um, but none of us like that circuit, so I can't really leave, not that as an excuse. Like you, you, you beat me to second place, fair and square. So. Well done, Nick. Yeah, you, it was a hard-fought battle. You did remind me though of the heartbreak from the week before, where I was leading in into Lagos, and two corners from the end of the race. Well, no, actually, two me, laps yeah. before the end of the race, my headset disconnected. Oh, so yeah. I couldn't hear 
anything. So uh, when to change gear or anything. yeah, like <laughs> yeah. half of driving on these games is try is hearing your engine to know when to change gear when you're doing manual gearing yeah. anyway, which we do or I do, and you do as well, don't you, Mark? Yeah. Um, so I was like, I can't. I can't stop the game to fix this, so I'm just going to have to carry on and pay closer attention to Matt. To uh, I switched my camera back so I could see well, how, the wheel. How far ahead were you at that point? I was in first, but I was about six seconds ahead. Oh, you could have just hit start, and it would have auto drive. Yeah, I know that now. Um, <laughs> but I want to. I want to. Been very fast. I want to bring it, it home. Drive. I want to do it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I changed yeah. the camera so I can see the wheel in the game. Um, so I can at least see when I'm in the purple and need to change gear. Um, yeah. So I, I'm doing the upshift and I'm fine for a lap and a half. And then two corners from the end, I I think I either upshifted or downshifted when I didn't need to, and it just sent me into a massive spin. Just lost the back end. And I lost completely lost the back end, two corners from the end of the race. And I just saw Matt <laughs> go past me, Mark go past mm. me. I think I finished ahead of Chazzy, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was so, yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, that was a really rough last end. Um, yeah, I wasn't happy at all. Oh well, there was also the um, heartbreak I had a few races before that, <laughs> where uh, I was I was sitting comfortably in first for a while. I can't remember what track it was. Mm. Was it Mexico or USA? It might have been USA, actually. I think I was in... I, I sat comfortably in first for a while. Then you overtook me, um, and I could not get back past you again, but I was keeping pace with you, and then you ended up with like something like six seconds worth of penalties. Yeah, that was uh, America. Yeah, so all I needed to do was stay within six seconds. Yeah, and you did it. And I get first place, oh, no. and I fucking couldn't do mm, it. Yeah. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Sounds like a I also had... I also had the technical difficulties in Mexico where my clutch didn't engage at the start of the race. No, yeah. So I ended up up at the back of the grid um, and I had to fight my way back up. But that's happened to us a few... I think that's happened to all of us at some point. Yeah, it happened to Matt and it's happened to Chazzy. With either that happens or you... um, uh, exceed track limits on your qualifying lap and get yes. sent to the back of the grid. I think that's that's definitely happened to all of us yeah. at some point. Because yeah. then you, you never yeah. actually set like what your fastest lap is in quali because you're scared of the track limits. Yeah, yeah. They are a bit um, harsh in that game. I think when they had the virtual Grand Prix at Austria, um, like proper F1 drivers had about 30 seconds of penalties by the end of the race mm. because of how the track limits are policed in that game. Yeah, I much prefer the way ACC does it in that it sort of says, you left track, but you didn't get an advantage, so it's okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, uh, this season of um, uh, virtual Formula 1 races with the the Code at Moments guys has been really, really good. I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to doing some more. Taking a couple of weeks off. Uh, and then Matt was talking about maybe starting up again on a different night of the week or something. Yeah. Like, we need to... I don't know. Well, we'll look at it. Um, but in the meantime, I guess we're going to use those Sunday evenings to play some more Seto Corsa, 
which is a really good game. So good. Do you like a uh, good racing sim? It's really, really good. Didn't you stay up till about half two playing it the other week? Uh, I stayed up until two o'clock in the morning playing <laughs> nice. it. Yes, on a school night um, because it's just uh, it's just a really, really. It just feels really good mm. to race. It does. In a game. Yeah, it just feels good. When, when you um, loop everything up and it, it, it mm. yeah, I feel like I say this about every sim I play that's more and more in depth, but it's the most simmy sim I've played, and it just yeah. It feels good when you hook it up, and when you don't, you know why you've done it, and you can improve on it the next lap, and yeah, it just feels mm. great. We are slowly but surely making our way towards like I racing no. territory. <laughs> I don't want to pay. I'm a not going to go down sub. that route. Is this like yeah, it's like twelve pounds a month, and then you still need to buy cars, cars and mm. tracks. Wow. But it is like it is like the top racing city. yeah max verstappen like did laser. uh 24 hours at bathurst did you see his yeah. qualifying in the dark for that yes that was an insane yeah. lap but yeah mm. yeah um yes uh, that's something i wouldn't mind trying at some point in the future but at the moment i'm really happy with the Soto corsa and there's there's plenty of uh, uh plenty of game in that before we even looked at like the the DLC with all like the British mm. circuits to look at, and there's like uh, um, all the GT4 cars, which I want to pick up because there's the Alpine in there, oh, and I do like Alpines. Mm. Um, anything else apart from racing games and? No, that is literally that is literally me. That's it. All right, um, this one's gone wrong, gone long, um, mostly because of technical issues. So I'll route through what I've been playing fairly quickly. Uh, oh god, quite a lot. Um, still dabbling here, there, and everywhere in in various PC games. Um, lots of stuff that I've been trying out from Game Pass. Um, one game in particular that I played all the way through, start to finish, in a few days from Game Pass Ultimate PC was Astrologaster, um, which is a very very cool little sort of narrative adventure game. Sort of, um, you play a character who. It's set in Elizabethan London, uh, and the whole thing is presented like a pop-up book where you turn a page and like the scene pops up, um, and uh, the characters look like they're made like they're cut out of paper almost. And you play a character who um, catches the bubonic plague and consults the stars on how to cure himself, um, and manages to cure himself. And so from that point on, he decides that he's going to become. A, a doctor of physic um, and cure people by consulting star signs. And so basically what happens is a character will come up to the, the sur- like the, the his doctor's surgery or whatever you want to call it um, and they are introduced with like a Shakespearean chorus of singers singing a really funny ditty about that particular character they come in they have a conversation with um, the main character about what's wrong with them and you have to looking at the star signs and what they represent see if you can deduce what is wrong with them and then make a diagnosis Uh, and all the while basically you're trying to build up enough reputation with these people to get eight letters of recommendation so that you can be um accepted into the college of physicians or something like that Mm. that's the basic premise of it but it's basically just a choose your own adventure 
comedy um, set in Elizabethan London, and it is incredibly well written, very very funny, brilliantly voice acted. Um, it's only about six hours long, uh, and somehow I managed to get all of the achievements in one playthrough. Uh, I don't think it's particularly hard to do because I stumbled into it, um, and yeah, I, I thoroughly in, enjoyed it. It's it's one of the more unique games that I've played uh, uh, recently, um, and it's on Game Pass for a further five days as of recording. When is this episode coming out? It's coming out on... This episode will be out on the 15th. It's, it's leaving Game Pass on the 16th. So <laughs> One day. Uh, I think it's the 16th. Um, so you'll have one day to play it. Um, which is kind of a shame. But uh, I, I don't imagine it's, it's, it'd be that much. Um, and it's on iOS as well. Uh, and I presume Android as well. So you can play it on a on your tablet. Um, actually, it would work probably very well on, on a tablet. But yeah, I, I thoroughly recommend that. Very, very entertaining. Um, one of those games that like genuinely made me laugh out loud, which funny games don't usually do. I'm usually like, huh, that was kind of fun. <laughs> but I was genuinely cracking up at some of the, the, the dialogue and some of the little songs in, in Astrologaster. Mm. So that was well worth play. Um, Played what did I uh, play uh, on stream? Political Animals. Um, oh, yeah. Did my first stream on PC, and I played a little game called Political Animals, which I've had in my Steam collection for a long time, since it was in early access, and I'd, I'd never really played it. Uh, and it's basically a what would you say, Andy? It's like a board game. Yeah, right? it's a board game more yeah. than anything. Take turns, definitely. Um, moving yeah. around the board. A bit like, yeah, I mean, there's certain games that you can get where um, they'll do political campaign trail type of games. Yeah. Where you just go around mm. the board and you type, take over, putting money into it. Um, yeah, yeah, so basically, like, you, you pick a character, you pick some traits, you pick the policies that you are going to campaign on, and then you have so many days. I played one for, like, it was like 30 days campaign. You have your candidates and up to uh, and three members of staff who have different abilities and you have a certain number of action points each day you can move the characters around get them to do different things where be it like giving a gift to an influential person in that district or rallying or campaigning or you can if you want to play dirty bribing <laughs> or um, the, best do, know, the game does isn't like it that. Yeah, the, the gameplay is very dirty. <laughs> I did pick a corrupt opponent <laughs> to run it. Like the, when it chooses, when it tells you, like gives you options of which type of person you want to run against. Mm. I picked corrupt because I was like, that sounds like the Tories, um, and they ran a very Tory-like campaign. Mm, funny, um, it looked like a very hard game. Like yes, I don't know if it's just because um, obviously you went into it blind and you didn't really know exactly what you were doing but it looked like no. every time you were kind of behind for reason i don't know if it's something that on your second playthrough you'd maybe do things differently and you you kind of get to oh, know yeah, that for sure. uh, a bit like i think it's just one of those games that's like um if, if you explain to someone how to play i don't know risk mm. like how it works um, you're still not explaining how to play Risk. Yeah, I was going to say uh, it seemed like um, the first time I ever played the board game Pandemic, 
yeah. the virus completely slaughtered us. And then yeah. after a few more goes, you kind of get used to it. And then you get to a point where you win all the time, basically, unless yeah. something stupid happens. But yeah, it seemed like a very... It, on the surface, it seemed like a very cutesy, quite easy to get into game. Yeah. But then when you started playing it, it was like, oh, he's getting slaughtered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got destroyed. I lost by like 80,000 votes. Mm. Um, <laughs> but they did spend like got triple your budget, didn't they? Or something. They did. But I figured that was just because I was really bad at fundraising. Maybe. Um, I needed to look into that a little bit more. There's a lot about that game that it, it, it tells you how to play it, but it doesn't tell you how to play it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So uh, I understand how all the systems work on the surface level, but I don't know how to exploit them or how to use them to my advantage. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to see if there's like some online video guides or anything like that that, that that gives you a few tips, or I might just play it some more and, and, and feel it out a little bit. But it's, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It seemed like a really um, nice game. I think Yeah, I was a bit disappointed to find it wasn't on Switch or phones. Because, no. because it seems like it's perfect for that. The UI even looked yeah, like it was built me. for that. Yeah. It surprises me that, especially that it hasn't been brought on Switch because everything comes out Switch these days. But mm. um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's good. I'm, I'm definitely going to be mm. playing some more of that. I don't know if I'll stream any more. Maybe once I'm good at it, I'll do another <laughs> stream where like, yeah, I'm boss at this game now. Mm. Um but uh, yeah, um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's a, a different sort of game. I mean, I've been there's one of the things I've been trying to do a lot of since I, I built the PC is like playing a bunch of games that I just couldn't play on console. Um, but the other could. game I've been playing is one that I did play on console and had to rebuy again on PC. Uh, is Hitman. <laughs> um, so I bought Hitman Three um, on. Uh, epic game store and i wanted the complete version uh so despite the fact that i owned hitman 2016 and hitman 2 on playstation 4 i don't care about that so i went found some cheap codes for um hitman 2016 and hitman 2 on steam then had to install them load them up link them in the io account exit and then uninstall them because they were just taking up space on the hard drive then and then load up Hitman 3 on Epic Game Store, link my IO account on there, and then re-download the Hitman 1 and 2 maps, but in Hitman 3. Um, it's, all, it's all done now, but it, 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 it's a bit of a palaver, but it means that like Hitman 3 is now a gigantic package of, I think, nearly 20 levels in total. Mm. Something around that. Um, it's a huge number of, of levels. Uh uh, and I've been doing quite a lot of dabbling, playing um, the working my way through because it doesn't carry through your, your progress from other platforms. I just want to start from the very beginning, get the mastery up on everything. And I've started from the very beginning, from like the ICA training level at the beginning of Hitman 2016, doing all of the challenges on the first one, then moving on to the next one, doing all of the challenges on that, and then going, that's all, I'll play through it. Um, but I played... Um, on stream the other night, the first two levels of Hitman 3. The first one's very, um, like, visually spectacular. It's set at the very top of a gigantic skyscraper in the middle of the desert. Um, 
it was a fairly standard sort of Hitman level, which is not a bad thing at all because they they do they do it so well that um, even you know an average, even like a you know a run of the mill Hitman level is still spectacular. But it was the second level that really kind of blew my mind. Um, it was the one that I'd seen in trailers and I'd really piqued my interest. And it's set in a sort of stately home country manor in somewhere in rural England. I think Scotland, isn't it? Um, something I like think. that. Yeah, it looks like it would be Scotland. Yeah. And there's a an old rich family there and multiple family members are there. One of the one of the members of the family has been murdered. Uh, and you're there to murder another <laughs> member of the family. Um, but one of the things you can do is you can knock out the detective who's arrived to investigate the murder, dress up as him, go in and investigate the murder of this other person and so it's the first time that i played a hitman level where it's where it's let you play a completely different game mm. um you're there to murder the the patri sorry the matriarch of the family um but i spent about an hour investigating some other character's murder who had absolutely nothing to do with my mission whatsoever you kind uh, of figure out who did. You kind of get there at some point in some of the other games, but not to the degree of like the gameplay is completely switched now, sort of thing. Yes, yeah. like they've put hints fully, like, of it. Investigating clues and interrogating other members of the family as to what their alibis that are. Is and things wild. Like that is wild. It's crazy. Did you feel a bit like um, you were um, Daniel Craig in Knives Out? I wish, <laughs> um, but. But Agent Forty Seven has one accent, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, even when he's talking, even when he's speaking, uh, supposed to be speaking, a, a, you know, a, a another language in another country, he still just has one. That's what makes it tone. funny, though. It is, yeah. Like, it is kind of funny, yeah. And also the fact that he's a bald man with a mm. like a barcode tattooed on the back of his head who can impersonate apparently anyone and people who know that person who just don't realize that it's not that person. It's a bald man Shh. with a barcode on the back, tattooed on the back of his head. They, but, yeah, they always seem uh, to do. Sorry, going back to when you said about how it's got like a, a good first level and then an incredible second level, they always seem to yeah. do that. I don't know if there's some kind of. If you think back to Hitman One, Sapienza was second level. Um, well, I guess no. Technically, the second level would be Paris because mm, it was the ICA training uh, facility was the first level. I don't think that's like a proper Paris. level. I I really like Paris. Yeah, I like Sapiens I like Paris, but I I would argue that Paris is the first real level, and the training sure, is okay. just a t- tutorial. Yeah, the second one you had um, Finland or wherever the, it was, no, New Zealand, New Zealand, and then you had yeah. Miami, which is like yeah. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Hitman levels. That, yeah, that, the um, the the street race um, mm. you infiltrate. Um, and then obviously you said in the th- in the third one there is again a first one mystery. is a good level and then you've got the murder mystery amazingly. I wonder if there's some kind of yeah. they always try and do that for some reason, or if it's just a coincidence. I don't know. Um, is it not, not a Poirot costume as well? <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's just a sort of like um, sort of rundown private detective. Ooh. Like dirty raincoat sort of character, mm. you you can steal, you can knock him out and steal his clothes. Incredible. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really really interesting little twist on the traditional Hitman formula. And I've still got another 
four levels in that to play that I haven't seen yet, um, which I'm really, really looking forward to. Uh, plus whatever extra levels they release. They always release some DLC stuff later down the line, which I'll definitely be picking up. But um, And the elusive targets are back. Uh, I don't know how this system works because the first elusive target for Hitman 3 was in Sapienza. Now, if mm. you don't own Hitman 1, does that mean that you can't do that elusive target or does it let you into the Sapienza level for that and that alone? You'd imagine you need it, I wouldn't you? don't know. Um, I never really looked into it uh, because I I bought the Hitman one anyway. But um, yeah, did did my first um, elusive target. It was kind of easy because I know at this point, like any of us who've been playing Hitman for a while, know Sapienza inside out and upside down. I know where all the secrets are in that level now. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing some more elusive targets coming up um, from some of the more obscure levels, ones I haven't explored quite as much. Mm. Um there's a lot of curated content I noticed on the front page as well. A lot of um, they seem to be pushing that and stuff that, now. They're, they're yeah. getting like um, it's kind of funny. That's all over. Yes, the front page I saw the that moment. they they've done like a little pack, haven't they, and stuff. So so mm. it seems they're getting a bit more community engagement, probably. Yeah, or trying to, yeah, which is a good thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Gets more people playing it, it's more people thing. buying it, and more people supporting the future yeah. of Hitman. Definitely. Um, well, this is the last Hitman. They say that every um, year. For, for the time yeah. being. No, it's because they're making James Bond game, aren't they? Oh, for the t- oh, I see. Yeah. 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 So there won't be there won't be another Hitman for a while because they'll be making this James Bond game, which if Hitman's anything to go by, it'll be really good. Mm. Um, they've they've brought in quite a lot. I'm sure cause, um, Howard was was talking to you about it on the stream. Uh, in in the chat, and I'm sure he said that he'd read that they'd they'd like brought in quite a uh, quite a few more staff. I think they're either doubling um, or tripling expanded. for it. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of staff. Uh, so it is, yeah. It's a big, it's big, but it's a big franchise. Um, is so it, I'm looking forward to what they do with that. Is it in video games? Okay. When was the last Bond game? Was it PS3? Um, yeah, it will have been PS3. Uh, they did that, f- um, yeah, Daniel Craig yeah. first person shooter that was kind of like a new Goldeneye. It was on the yeah, PS3 and 360. They did remake Goldeneye for something, didn't they? Yeah, PS3. I think using that engine. Yeah. Was it on like the Wii? I don't know who made it. You? It was a really weird one for them to do. It I was Wii that. U, yeah. PS3. Was it Goldeneye Reloaded or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Mm. I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah, because they popped Daniel Craig in, is it, didn't they? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since we had a new Bond game. Uh, the, like, I always it's remember... to do right. It is, but they have... The, like, you can't just make a shooter. Tomorrow Never Dies on the PS1. I have good memories of that. Um... um there was also nothing, a good one on the PC at some... Nightfire, maybe? Was quite that good was um, Piers Brosnan, I think, on the cover. Yes. I've, but I, f- I feel like um, IO Interactive are going to be will will be able to do a really good job of uh, making a game that actually reasonably closely resembles a James Bond game rather than just a first person shooter that features James Bond. Hopefully, I mean they like won't do the first person shooter, obviously, but. No. Uh, what IO don't really have much of is the well a couple of things is like for me a James the problem with the James Bond game is it's 
got to be so uh, broad because mm-hmm. you've got infiltrating places, which IO do incredibly. Yep. You've then got essentially being hiding, found in the chase in plain scenes. sight. Yeah, but they're, they're, very, they're very good at hide that sort of thing. But you've got the chase scenes that you, they need to get right that they've never really yeah. done. You've got no, not really a bit of shooting, which mm, you get. You get to the point where you it's get fine, shot in Hitman yeah. and you're dead. You you reloading at that yeah. point. Yeah, and the driving, which they've never done. Well, Car level. Never done. Mm. No, I wonder if they're going to do maybe a bit of, um, Bond through the ages. Quite good, sixties Bond. But then again, they might draw more inspiration from the more traditional Bonds, like Casino Royale. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's one of the reasons why they brought in a bunch more staff. They could have been hiring people who have experience of making driving games and people have experience of... um, Yeah, locomotion is going to be an issue because Agent 47 is not the most nimble of people when you're trying to do something at speed. No. Which is um, by design in Hitman. Yeah. But in James because Bond, if, he's got to feel completely differently, hasn't he? Yeah. If you're having to run around and start shooting people, then you fucked up and you should probably just reload a save. Yeah. Because um, it's not how that game's played. But uh, yeah, I'm, I know. I'm really, really interested in what they're doing. But but uh, for the time being, um, Hitman 3, if you've got... Uh, there was a very good write-up about it in Edge, and they gave it a 9 out of 10. But... Uh, with the caveat that you would need to own Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 as well. Mm. Um, and if you own all three of them on the same platform, uh, then you've got one gigantic package because they pulled through all the maps. They made like a, a few changes um, in them and like bring them in line with the new um, engine. Yeah, so... Updates that they make and the new new gear that they put into the game and new features uh, on the ui as well for example in the first hitman yeah. you didn't have um in hitman 2 they brought in uh anything important that happened you get a little clip in the top right so for example yes. if a body's found you kind of see the person finding the body in hitman yep. 1 that didn't exist but if you go back and play no. the levels in hitman 2 or 3 then it's there, it's there. yeah yeah, they make um, mechanic like mechanical and quality of life changes to the existing levels because it's just and, the engine. Yeah, yeah, um, and so yeah, if, if you've got all three games, then it is a gigantic package because each one of those levels is you can play over and over and over again and not get bored because every time it can play out completely differently, and they're so dense uh, and there's so much going on and so many interesting ways to murder people. Uh, and then there's like the contracts and something. This I could go on about it for ages. There's loads <laughs> in that game. If you like Hitman, I, I always love when probably already got Hitman. 3. I always love Is finishing a mission for the first time, and you kind of see all of the different challenges you can do in the mission. There's just like oh, there's so many 50, 60 different challenges for each level. And yeah. it's like oh, I've done three of those. <laughs> yeah, it's like your overall percentage. I go back two. in and get the rest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, and those challenges are linked to like your mastery of the level. And if you want to unlock all the gadgets, then you're gonna to have to unlock all those those challenges. But it's not a chore at all. It's just really good fun yeah. because some of them it's like, okay, so I need to do this thing. I need to, I need to kill this character with this particular item, like an exploding rubber. Figuring duck. out how to do that, like an exploding rubber duck. Yeah, um, and then figuring out how to do that, but also still getting a decent score as well. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's very good. Brilliant. But yeah, so um, massive recommend. Go buy it. Um, I'd probably recommend it to a lapsed gamer as well because you can play it fairly. It's not a fast-paced game. Um, the stealth isn't lots of... It's not lots of, like, skulking in cover and things like that. It's more about hiding in plain sight, finding the right disguise to be able to get into the place that you need to get into. Mm. Uh, you can play it. You can take your time with it. Um, saving mid-levels, you know, very, very generous. You can save... You get a, a bunch of slots to be able to put in saves during the levels. It auto-saves uh, a lot as well, I've found. Yes, it does auto-save a lot. Um and each each individual level, you can um, you can just have one run through and be like, "That's it, I'm done. That was that was good fun. I'll come back and play it another night, or whatever." Or you can sit and play it for you know six or seven hours, which I may or may not have done on a few occasions. Um, it's very very good. Uh, I think uh, the game that I would uh, that I've played that I would recommend the most relapsed gamer this week though is Astrologaster. Um, I don't know how much it is on iOS and Android or how much it is to pay for on, on PC, um, but I guarantee you haven't played anything quite like it. So check it out. It's very, very funny. If you like it, the second season of Blackadder, oh. then you will definitely like Astrologaster. It is 10 English pounds. That is an absolute bargain. Go and play it. That's my that's my game my re- my recommendation of the episode. Um, anything else? No other games to talk about. No. Okay, we've run on too long. <laughs> I, I apologize, guys, but I've had some technical issues this evening. Um, streaming. Um, so this episode we're coming out on Monday. So that's my streaming night. I don't know what I'll be streaming yet. Maybe some more Hitman. I'm not sure. Um, I'll have a look and see what I've got in my Steam library and on Xbox Game Pass. Actually, there's a all the there's a bunch of Bethesda games going up um, yeah, today or tomorrow. tomorrow, so I might have a tomorrow. look and then download some stuff um, to have a look look at. Um, Tuesday, Nick, are you streaming on Tuesday? Uh, I'm going to stream at some point. I'm not sure what night yet. Okay, I can do Tuesday. Um, Tuesday someone will be streaming. It might be Nick, it might be Chazzy. Wednesday, uh, Adam hopefully will be streaming again once he's fixed squirrel problems. <laughs> um, and I don't know what he'll be streaming. But, Canada. Uh, maybe um, Conquer's Bad Fur Day or something like that. Something <laughs> with a squirrel in it. Uh, um, Thursday, Andy, what, are you, what will you be streaming? Uh, probably I've been meaning to Constructor on the PS4. A game from the PS4. Uh, sorry, what, was, what game was that? Constructor. It's a bit of a. Oh right, us. okay, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen that pop up in sales a few times. Okay, mm. interesting. Yeah. Um, Friday, um, maybe another multiplayer session. Maybe Among Us. Maybe something else. We'll see who's about. What people fancy playing. Uh, and then on Saturday, I don't know what Chaz would be doing because presumably he's. Uh, Oh, no, no, he didn't stream last Saturday. So, yeah, he'll be finishing off um, Yakuza Like a Dragon, I yeah. presume. The one last last one last one stream of but that. But he might be doing that um, this week and thus after the episode. Yeah. That's a good point. Ooh. That's a good point. He's probably already done that by the time you hear this. Yeah. So, Chaz will be streaming something. Time. From, from his extensive uh, PC library. Yeah. So, look out for that. We'll just keep an eye on Twitter. Um, 
Nothing new on the YouTube. Hasn't been for ages. I'm sorry. I'll get that updated. Uh, Andy, anything new on the website? Yeah, a couple of more lists coming up um, halfway through a reading list and halfway through a relapse list. And then I've got loads of reviews just to type up. And they'll be on. Excellent. So keep an eye on that over at lapsgamer.com. Anything else? No one else want to plug anything else? No? Good. Cool. Uh, Well, thanks very much for joining me, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure again. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. See ya.